love of God. There's one thing he will not be able to mimic. There's one thing that he will not be able to try to put a twist on. Is a true love of God. Just a true, true love of God. You know, and the things that we yearn for here, the things that we desire, I truly believe are going to be birthed out of a love for God, out of a love for people, out of a love for his word, out of a genuineness, out of a passion, out of a cry, out of a, out of a heartache. And I want to talk about that tonight. We'll talk about having a broken heart, but having a broken heart for the things of God. I mentioned that last Sunday, I believe it was, Sunday night, and the, and the Spirit of God has been moving in our, in our presence, you know, in our, in our services this morning. What a wonderful presence of the Lord. Pastor Tracy told me that it was happening all over the place. He was getting reports of, you know, people saying that, you know, I didn't even get to preach this morning because the presence of God was just taking over. And I thank God for that. Tonight, I do believe he's going to allow us to get into the word tonight. So if we're all ready for that, we're getting ready to do that. How many of you are just willing to let God speak to you tonight? Let's pray. Father, ah, your presence is here. Holy Spirit, you're here with us. We feel you. We recognize you. And we're so thankful. I was so grateful. We never want to take that for granted. And tonight, Lord, I believe you have a word for us. You have a word, Lord God. That I pray that each and every one of us would receive. I pray that now that any kind of religious spirit or anything, Lord God, that would keep us from wanting to receive your word tonight, Lord God. God would just be bound up right now. No place for it to have any kind of mm, establishment in this place. For God, we love you so much. And we desire for your word. We desire for it. We hunger for you, Lord God. Open this word up to us tonight. Let us speak to us clearly. We thank you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. I will be over in Jeremiah just for a little while this evening. Um. I believe that's Jeremiah chapter 18. If you want to turn there, you can. We'll be over there. Actually, it's Jeremiah chapter 8. But how many of you are like me? You like safe prayers, if you're honest. Is anyone here? Crowd participation, okay, tonight. I want to need your help. How many of you like safe prayers? What do you mean by that? Well, I like the kind of prayers like, you know, God, keep me safe. Anyone like that? 
I like that prayer. God bless me. I like that prayer. God bless me. Who, who doesn't want the blessings of God, right? I want the blessings of God on my life for sure. Everyone here, you want that. God help me to have a nice and easy day, right? I don't want someone to drive by me, cut me off, and flip me off, and then I have to deal with that, right? Can we be real like that tonight? I want an easy day. I don't want to have to go through some of that stuff and, and have to battle all that. I like easy. Huh? No one else in here likes easy, I guess. Because easy is comfortable. Right? Easy is comfortable. Easy is mellow, right, Jay? It's just smooth. You can slide through. Right? I'll be the first one to tell you I like easy. I like it. I like to get up, say my God bless me, keep me safe, help me to have just a, a nice, easy day. Let's just be mellow today, right? And it's okay to pray, the, pray those prayers because we all, I'm sure, pray them. <laughs> Let's all just be honest. You don't like inconvenience, right? I don't like to be inconvenienced. I don't like it. Sometimes I don't want to be interrupted. Anyone else? I don't like to be interrupted sometimes. Sometimes I just want to go through my day. If you just hang, hang with me, okay, we're going to get somewhere. Maybe this isn't your cup of tea, but I want you to just follow along with me, okay? As you know, God didn't interrupt, and his presence just didn't flow tonight like it had been, right? It doesn't mean his presence isn't here. We have to get away from the thinking that if it didn't break out during our worship time, that God's not here. Because he is here. And he wants to speak to us tonight. Because I do have something very important in the word to bring out tonight. A heart cry of the Father. And shouldn't that be what we want? Not about what each and every one of us want. Because each and every one of us in here, we could have something that we would like and we would want this and we want this. But shouldn't it be what he wants? I want to know your heart, Father. What do you want? I don't want to talk about safe prayers tonight. I want to talk about one of the most dangerous prayers. Is that all right? Can we be a little dangerous tonight? Anybody in here feel a little dangerous? Or do we have a bunch of comfortable people, right? We like our, just slide through. You see, we live in a time where we can't, we can't, uh, we can't stay there. Can we? we? We just can't stay there anymore. Anybody with me tonight? I feel like I'm all alone in here. Is this, is this a church that, that, that wants to pray dangerous prayers? Uh, am I in the right group? Am I in the right group that says that this place is going to be packed out? I mean, is this, the, is this the group of people that say, come on, Jesus. I want, you, I want you to do. I want you to move. I want you to move. What if that's sometimes praying a dangerous prayer? God, I want you to bless me. I, I, I pray that all the time for sure. I want God to bless you. I do. And there comes a point where it has to be some dangerous prayers being given up. 
And when you pray a dangerous prayer, you better be ready. Because it's exactly what we're praying, dangerous prayers. That's what I'm praying. And I hope you're all on board because we want to see the move of God. And he's like, I'm done with just comfortable Christianity. Huh? Did I say it loud enough for those in the back? Did you get that on video? JC gives me a thumbs up. We're done with that. It had its place, right? It had its time. But he's calling us out. Out in the world, they're not getting comfortable. Well, they are. But they're getting very bold. It's very bold. So what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about a dangerous prayer. Mm. A prayer that's going to more than likely inconvenience you. Can you say that you're all right with that tonight? I don't want you to answer that right away. Sometimes it's, it's super easy to agree with something, right, when somebody says it, right? But if I say a dangerous prayer, more than likely is going to inconvenience you. It can interrupt your schedule. It could interrupt your sleeping pattern. It could interrupt... Hmm, your voice. Hmm. <laughs> I say that because what if you're one that don't like to talk out? And God says, well, if you're going to pray a dangerous prayer, I might just interrupt that shy voice. Huh? Does he do that? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a prime example of that because I was a shy voice for a long time. And God said, well, if you're going to pray some of those prayers, boy, guess what? I'm going to ask you to do things that's going to inconvenience you. I'm going to ask you some things that's going to interrupt you. I'm going to ask you some things that might make you feel uncomfortable. Anybody still with me tonight? Hmm. This prayer that we're going to pray, at least I'm praying this, and I hope you join along. Does God break my heart? Strip my comfort? Mm. Strip me of any spiritual apathy, any ease. <laughs> that's a hard prayer, I'm telling you. I don't sit up here and take that lightly tonight because that's not, a, that's not an easy prayer to pray. And you need to be ready when you pray that. Is it okay that we challenge each other like that? Is it okay that we challenge one another? Because some of these prayers are dangerous. And when we pray a prayer like, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. We have to be ready for that prayer. Because God will answer it. You may find yourself burdened, your heart aching over something that burns, burdens the very heart of God. Hmm. Isn't it wonderful, though, to have a burden from God like that? Hmm. You may find yourself doing things that people don't understand, and you might meet resistance. You might meet some opposition, and you may face some criticism. That may happen. But my, oh my, 
what a wonderful thing it is to know that you are falling after God's heart. Isn't that so true tonight? You find joy when you're blessed with a heart that breaks over something and also breaks the heart of God. And there's no doubt that that is a dangerous prayer. It's quiet in here tonight. Are you all thinking about a dangerous prayer, what that may look like? You know, when you come to Christ, it says to count the cost. Right? Anybody read that? It says when you come to Christ, you need to count the cost. Because it may cost you something to come to Christ. For a moment, let's look at the prophet Jeremiah. It's going to be Jeremiah chapter 8. I want to look at 18 and 22. Like the Holy Spirit just dropped in me and said, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for dangerous prayers around here. The people of Judah and Jeremiah, they were rebelling against God. Their leaders were abusing widows, taking advantage of the poor. They were sacrificing little children and babies to false gods. God's heart was wrecked over the sinfulness of these people. Jeremiah's heart was aching on behalf of God. Has your heart ever ached on behalf of God? Is that some kind of foreign thing? All through Scripture you see people who had hearts that ached after the things of God. Jeremiah's heart was aching it was breaking on behalf of God. He said, this isn't right. How can this be happening? How can you claim to know and love God and still behave like this? Jeremiah 8, 18 and 22 says, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Is there no medicine in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why is there no healing for the wounds of my people. Jeremiah's heart is broken. He hurts with the hurt of the people. He's overcome with grief. And his heart is crushed. I make no apologies. Man, this world is hurting outside of these walls. There's so much hurt and so much pain. There's so much division. There's so, many, so much division in the church. 
Does anyone here tonight think that that hurts the Father's heart? Anybody? That you truly think that the division amongst brothers and sisters is a heartache to God? Does it break God's heart to see people who have nothing? Not because they choose to live that way. But have absolutely nothing. They don't know where they're going to get their next meal. Because maybe that doesn't happen around here, but it does happen. They don't have the comforts of a home. Or they're, they're mentally in anguish. They're caught up in addiction. And I truly believe God's heart hurts for his people. Did his heart not hurt when he sent Jesus? Was he not like, I want to make this right because I love you so much? His heart hurt. You see, we want, we want all these things. But will it happen if we don't have a heart that hurts for, for people? Will, it, will, it, will he begin to manifest himself in ways that we want whenever, I'm not saying we don't, but I'm saying corporately together in unity. When we say, God, your heart hurts for people. Break our heart for what hurts yours, God. Let us see the purpose in people. Hmm. See, Jeremiah, he, he preached some of the most fiery sermons. He prayed, he fasted, he stood strong. He did everything he knew to do. And things didn't immediately change. He said, my grief is unbearable. My heart is broken. <sighs> I believe the Holy Spirit's saying, my question to you is, do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want a heart that is hurting? Most people will say, no, I don't want a heart that hurts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a heart that hurts. Hmm. What if God's greatest blessing come from God's greatest breaking? What would really happen if God broke your heart for the things that broke his? What if God blessed you with a heavenly burden? I'll tell you one thing, it'll snap you out of self-centered pursuit of comfort and ease. Some of you might be thinking, well, this is a hard message for you to deliver. Actually, it's not. It's a dangerous prayer is what it is. And you can see whose hearts were broken all over Scripture. Do you think Moses had a broken heart? You think Moses had a broken heart whenever he watched what the Egyptians were doing to his people? Hmm. 
You think he liked watching the Egyptians beat on his people? And the cruelty that they showed toward his people? No, he had a heart that hurt. And it hurt so much that he went before Pharaoh, didn't he? God used him to lead the people out of Egypt. David had a heart that hurt. David had a heart that hurt whenever the giant was mocking God and mocking the people of God. He's like, who is this man that defiles the armies of the living God? His heart hurt. What about Nehemiah? Nehemiah's heart hurt. Nehemiah wasn't a, a builder. He wasn't a, a, a construction worker. <laughs> Nehemiah tasted wine, made sure it wasn't poison. He had a heart that hurt for people. And God gave him a way to build a wall and said, fight. Fight for your people. Fight for your family. Fight for your home. Fight for your husband. Fight for your wife. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. And that only comes from a heart from the Father. Some of you may be here today and you're like, I can't stand it anymore. Some of you are going to get to that point. You're going to be like, I can't stand it anymore. Not, not in the way maybe you first thought, but I can't stand it anymore. I want, I want God's heart. Give me your heart, Lord. Break my heart for I break yours, God. I'm telling you, God will shake you out of that pursuit of comfort and ease. I don't know why. He, 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 he won't let me get away from that point. He's like, I am going to, I'm going to get your attention. And I want to get you out of comfort and ease. And that could be spiritually speaking. Sometimes we get too comfortable spiritually, don't we? Am I speaking truth to anybody in here tonight? We get, we get in this place where it's just comfortable and we like it. But he, I truly believe he sees something within us. Because we do come into his course with praises. And we are magnifying him. We are worshiping him. We do love him. And we want his presence. His, his heart is tuned towards us. And I believe he's saying, I want to make some fine-tuning adjustments on you. He's like, and if you would have your heart towards me, and you let me break your heart for what breaks mine, we're going to do an amazing thing here. Does anybody believe that in here tonight? <sighs> when you pray that prayer, your heart will break. I promise you it will. I prayed this prayer back. I prayed it a lot. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm this perfect example of this, so don't even think that. And this may seem trivial to some, but I'd been a season where this really was really affecting me. 
And I was at a, it was a county uh, fair. It wasn't around here. It was up when we were up in the Indianapolis area. You know, and we got the kids, they're little. And we're walking around and having a good time. I mean, you have a good time at the fair, right? It's a good time. But it hit me so hard while I was walking around that fair. It was as if God was taking, like, scales off my eyes. And he was showing me the hurt that was amassed behind all the entertainment and enjoyment. At a county fair, kids, families, adults, seniors, and just walking around there thinking, you know, I'm going to come in here and have it slide right in and ease and just enjoy my night. And it was almost as if he just took something off my eyes and he could see just the hurt and the pain on people. It was just breaking my heart. It was just crushing me. And just begin to pray for the people that were there. Did God do some miraculous thing in my sight? No. But he began to show me some things. You see, when you begin to pray that prayer and he begins to do it, we need to begin to thank him for it. <laughs> it doesn't seem quite right to ask for a broken heart and then thank him for it, does it? Because we want to pray prayers that says, amend my broken heart. And he will do that. We're talking about something a little bit different. The heart of the Father grabbing a hold of us in such a way it's like, God, this is how you see people. This is how you see them, God. And I want to see them like you see them. I want to see the purpose in them. I don't want to see them for their failures. And God, if they come up to the altar 10 times and they come back an 11th time and they come back a 12th time, I don't want to be saying, God, oh, they're just never going to learn. And I see that person out on the street or this person, they're doing that. I'm not talking about accepting sin. That's not what we're talking about. But we were all once in a place. Anybody? Anyone was here and you were lost in sin? <laughs> I was facing the decision where I would have ruined the life of my wife. And I would have ruined mine. But God, I know what it's like to come out of something. And that's a natural response to my worship. Because I know how far he brought me. Hmm. And this place will be filled with those people. It won't be pulling teeth to get anybody to worship. And that's nothing against anyone here. But see, here's the thing. If you love him, you will worship him. Because it's natural. It's not something that has to be pried up out of you. It's not something that has to be worked up out of you. And it really doesn't matter if you've had a bad day. 
Because he deserves it. He deserves it because he's good. He is so good. So very good. I hope you understand it's better to hurt with a purpose than exist without one. Hmm. You thank God when he moves. You thank God when he calls you. You thank God when he breaks you on behalf of him. Amen. You know what God has broken my heart over? For those who have had a head under, (laughs) these are some of the things that my heart breaks over right now. Can I share them with you? You're like, man, right? You're just having your uh, whatever you think. This is what hurts my heart right now, okay? Is it all right if I share these? I'm about done. All right? (laughs) You know what God has broken my heart over? Here it is. For those who have had a head understanding, yet their heart has never really been transformed. My heart hurts for people who have a head understanding of God, but it's not connected with the heart. Does that break your heart here tonight? I grieve for those who are far from God. Longing for something, they're just longing for something to fill the void. Things that will never fill that. See, we were once there. We can't get out of, we can't get so far spiritually that we forget about where God's brought us from. (laughs) Because those people, man, they're just trying to fill a void. They're just just trying to fill that God-centered void, and they're filling with stuff that just isn't going to work. Another thing my heart hurts for, and I hate it, I hate this. Is it all right? Can we use such strong words that I say that I hate this? (laughs) I hate it when Christians are bound in legalism. (laughs) I hate that. And I think that hurts the Father's heart when they they get bound up in legalism. They let rules and laws make them mean or they become critical of people. <sighs> I've seen that run off new Christians faster than anything. I've seen new Christians come in, man, and they've been on such a high, and somebody who is bound with legalism and religiosity, and they'll say something to a new, fresh Christian, and boom, they're gone. I miss the beauty of grace and the love of God. Hmm. And my heart breaks for those people who are in bondage, oh, that, are, uh, that are addicted. I don't know anybody, I don't know if anyone in here has ever been addicted to anything. Oh. I just learned, was it yesterday, Dina, of Samantha's? Had a, a lady that came to the edge down in Vincennes. And about 70 to 75% of our congregation was made up of those who were coming out of addiction. And this young lady was one of them. And, man, she 
We saw God do amazing things in her life. And I just learned that two days ago, her, her 13-year-old daughter committed suicide. I tell you, 13 years old. Is the heart of the Father weighing heavy on anybody in here tonight? It's addiction that crushes families. But I have seen God restored. I have seen God set free people who have been addicted. And I have seen him restore families time after time. (laughs) I hate it when people think that the real meaning of life comes from emptiness of things of the world. You never really discover the gifts you've been given are by God to use by his glory. Those are some, some strong words that say I ate something. But I've seen it mess people up so many times. And I say break my heart, oh Lord. And when he does, I tell him thank you. I say thank you, Lord. This prayer will wreck you. But I promise you, <laughs> you'll be glad that you've done it. Oh, man. God is doing something. He's stirring within us. I got a song I'd like to play. I'm going to have J.C. pull that up, if you guys would. And as we play this song, you can listen to the words, you can read them. And if you feel like the Lord's tugging on your heart, if you want to come to the altar area tonight, it's not for us to pray for you, but it's for you to just get a hold of God. And if you want to pray that prayer, God, break my heart for what breaks yours, that's up to you. There's a lost and hurting world outside these walls. And they need, they need us. God needs us. <laughs>